everybody, and welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's guest is Krista Kaplan, and she is the owner of Jordan Casing Company. Thank you so much, Krista, for being on the show today. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the company, Jordan Casing Company, who it is, how long you guys been in business, what do you guys do? Uh, Jordan Casing Company, we're located in San Rafael, California. We are a sausage casing distribution company. Uh, we sell natural casings, hog, sheep, beef, and also we sell collagen and fibrous. Um, we sell to butchers and meat processors. We also sell to grocery stores and we also sell to some other distributors who have like a chain of grocery stores or whatnot. Um, we've been in business for about 25 plus years and we are family run still. And um, yeah, we have a great little business going. Yeah. Well, okay. 25 years. That's definitely amazing work right there. A lot of time. Uh, what do you think since you've taken over and you're actively uh, managing it right now, what are some things that you've seen differently from the past that um, are done differently now? Whether that's just something that comes to mind first, whether it's looking for new partners or looking for new vendors and all that type of stuff, what's big, the biggest change so far? Um, in this industry, it's been, so it's been three years for me. Mm -hmm. And in this industry of the past three years, there's been a large turnover of generations. So uh, butchers and meat processors, um, a lot of the fathers and the grandfathers are starting mm -hmm. to retire. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot of the kids take over, a lot of mm -hmm. the sons and the daughters. Mm -hmm. And um, so we've we've been able to sort of modernize things a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, everything was, you know, being a butcher is very old school from, you know, way back when. So yeah. it's, um, it's kind of brought the whole industry into the light with a lot of these young guys taking over. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I've seen is in the meat industry itself, there's a lot of women now in the meat industry, just in the past three years, um, we go to conventions at the state schools that have meat laboratories in California. There's three of them. Mm -hmm. And each year there's a convention at one of the state schools. And every year there's more and more women in the classes and getting degrees in agriculture. And um, so it's been really, it's been really fun and awesome to see that turnaround. Um I, it's still fun for me. My best practice is for marketing is I actually, I'll travel and I actually walk into butchers and meat processors myself and bring them samples. Um, I still think some of them are surprised to see, um, um, you know, middle-aged woman walking in from California with some sausage casing samples, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's kind of fun that way. So that's kind of been the biggest change I think over the past three years. Okay. And 
does the business work? Is it just like locally or is it nationwide? We we are pushing for nationwide. So okay. for a long time, we were only um, in California. Mm-hmm. Um, the past two years, um, we've made the move out to other states up north and and uh, to Arizona, Nevada, Washington, Oregon. Um, we have a couple customers in Texas and Louisiana and um, and I've done that by going, I've started going to the American Association of Meat Processors Convention. I've gone twice now. So the past two years, we've really been trying to push outside California and get new customers that way. Okay, awesome. Cool. Very cool. And how, um, what do you think has been the most difficult thing in trying to do that? Is it anything like logistically or is it some type of product or them just getting to know you like when you're trying to expand as a current business owner what what's been the most difficult thing in that process um i think we're kind of a we have kind of a a niche product so we there's there's other larger casing companies that sell american sausage casings so our products our hog casings are danish meaning the, the animals are raised in denmark um, it's a different quality. It's a better quality. It is easier to work with. Um, it's also can be a little bit pricier, not always, depending on how much, um, how large our customers are. Sometimes we can match prices, but that's, that's probably the, my toughest challenge is, is competing with larger companies because we do have a specialty product basically. Right. Okay. Okay. And what's been some of the things that have um, you've overcome just as a business owner in you know the three years that you've been managing it, whether it's like, how often do you think products needs to change? Is there a lot of variation in terms of the casings that uh, new products get developed or new services or um, how does that work? Um. Not really. There's not a lot of change. There's okay. there's a lot of, for the individual sausage maker, sometimes they'll shift throughout the year to what they're making, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, being summer or winter. Um, a lot of, like a lot of our Hispanic markets will make chorizo only, um, but some other people will do both. So they'll need, they'll need different types of products. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen a change in what sells more over the years. Um, but there's, there's not a ton of development. Uh, the only big one I think lately has been the development of alginate casing, which is, um, it's made from algae and it's for vegan vegetarian sausage. Um, the other thing is that now we also carry a couple halal, um, casings. And so I have a few customers that make halal, uh, sausage. Um, but I, there's not a huge change as far as okay. the product goes. Yeah. And you mentioned partnerships. So how do you start a partnership with like a grocery store? How does that, how does that work? Who do, who do you have to get in contact with? Well, it depends. Um, so one of my largest customers is Whole Foods in Northern California. Okay. Um, and they've been with Jordan Casing for I don't know, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends. If it's a smaller grocery store, I'll usually find, call corporate, um, talk to the meat manager, 
um, a lot of times I'll go into the grocery stores or, or the store or the butchery and I'll bring a sample and then I'll follow up and see when they've used that sample. That's kind of the best way. The, the meat processors are really excited if I come in and bring a sample of Danish hog casing, you know, and ask them to try it. And then I can call later or go back later and say, you know, how did it work and how did it go? Um, that that's more my 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 niche basically is the smaller processors, but the sometimes the larger grocery stores it's hard to get a hold of somebody because yeah. if, especially if they have a, a corporate office you know. Yeah. Well, and then maybe you could talk a little bit about like okay if you're gonna partner up with the with the smaller um, processor or a, a store butcher shop anything uh how does that negotiation go like do you show up like hey you know we also work with so and so and we've worked with them for many years like are they yeah. looking for that type of um uh what's the word i'm looking for um recognition know, maybe recognition or like yeah. case studies or anything like that yeah yeah i'll do that i'll do that yeah. especially um there's a bit there's a difference between northern california and southern california too mm-hmm. there's um we both kind of live in our own bubbles, you know, Southern mm-hmm. California lives in their own bubbles. So when I go down to Southern California, I'll say, you know, Hey, I work with so-and-so around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll even, you know, sometimes I ask customers, can I have, you know, this, I'm trying to get this new customer. Can I have him call you if he wants feedback? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a great guy down in the city of commerce, mm-hmm. um, Davison's um, butcher supply. And he refers people to me all the time. So I love getting referrals, but I will ask my customers if other people can call them to kind of get some feedback on the casings. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, referrals are definitely a good way to expand business and uh, get more get more customers. What is uh, else is on the plan for Jordan Casing Company? So wh- one of the things that you mentioned earlier is expanding into more territories. Um, uh Anything else that's being planned or is that just like the main one right now that you're focused on for the remainder of the year and next year? Um, well, we, let's see, it was last year. I think it's been a year. We actually moved into our own warehouse to, oh, okay. uh, to plan for expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been about a year in our own warehouse. Um, and so that's the big push is really kind of out of state. Um and right now, for that purpose or to that purpose, we actually don't charge shipping costs for out-of-state customers, for new customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know, but shipping rates, you know, since the pandemic are all over the board. Um, and they change a lot and it's super expensive. And um, so we're kind of trying to expand, but we're also trying to streamline everything. Um, we're streamlining our accounting and our customers, and I'm trying to move everybody to um, an email system where I can send out newsletters and keep everybody, you know, abreast of what's happening. Um, so that's kind of what we're trying to do this year is just kind of button up the past three years and keep expanding into other states. Okay. Right now, like, what what is the headcount of... Um the team members there at Jordan Casing Company? Is it like about 50, less than 100, less than 25? Where is it average, right? Huh? Um, you're going to laugh, but it's, it's, there's only four of us actually. 
Okay. Okay. Wow. And then, <laughs> but that, that's amazing though. Like you yeah. kind of four people and then expanding to other states. Okay. So how do you deal with that? So if let's say you're getting more um, customers in different states, yeah. how do you support the amount of work that's going to come in? Like, how do you know, like how much can four of you handle when yeah. you need to expand? How do you make those decisions? Well, right now, um, we could probably do, we could probably double what we're doing right now with the four of us okay. and still be okay. Um, I think the big thing is going to be if I get another larger grocery store or larger distributor, mm-hmm. um, that, that might be a, a push for maybe another part-time person, Yeah, but it's not, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, I do most of the marketing and the traveling and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so as far as doing the shipping and the answering the phones and things like that, it's not, it's, we do a lot of business and it's not, it's not overwhelming at this point. I don't want to say it's not hard because sometimes it is hard, but Mm -hmm. we do a lot of business for just the four of us. And I'm, and when I'm not traveling and, and going out and bringing samples to people, I'm either in the warehouse or I'm working from home. So I'm doing that, you know, doing a lot of that too. Yeah. What do you is think? Is the, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's fine. <laughs> what, what is, um, so you've mentioned in the partnership. So is that like how you, and referrals are obviously a big part of it, but apart from referrals, in this type of industry, like what is the best way to get new customers? Is it that like going to different butcher shops, providing samples and um, showing them, showing that to them, or is there a different way of doing things as well? Um, there, yeah. The other thing we do is, is I make phone calls. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's all very, um, I mean, I guess in this day and age, it's kind of old school, but I just call, I just, I have a spreadsheet. I have a good old fashioned Excel spreadsheet Yeah. and I will go through uh, a state, like for instance, in Washington, and I will, you know, add all of the butchers and the sausage makers and the meat processors mm-hmm. in my spreadsheet, you know, and then I'll go down and I'll call them mm-hmm. and introduce myself and ask them if we can send a sample ask them if they're happy with their current casings, um, things like that. Explain how we're different. That's the thing too, is that um, as far, we are manufacturers on the East Coast. And so we pretty much have most of the West Coast as far as Danish casings go. So we're different in that way. And, you know, a lot of of people are happy with what they're using Mm -hmm. and they prefer having something that... um, isn't that doesn't cost a little more but there's a lot of butchers and there's a lot of premium butchers and sausage makers out there what is the word i'm looking for um gourmet i guess you know there's a i mean you're in northern california so you know like gourmet stores gourmet butcher shops pop up all over the place gourmet cheese shops and you know, things like that. So that's, that's really big. I've got, we've gotten so many new customers, um, younger, younger than me, starting new companies all over the, all over Northern California, um, starting for the first time making uh, gourmet sausages and, you know, things like that. So um, 
and I'm not, that's not to say that other people don't want to use premium casings, but there's, but anyways, that's how I usually do it. I'll just go down the list. And I would say the main way we get new customers is from referrals. And what um, what would you say is very important in this industry? Because I may be completely wrong, but when I think of like having working with your customers, right, you're providing a quality product, but you're also providing quality service. I don't know why, but I'm just imagining the owner of a butcher shop just caring like about, okay, the product is good, good. There's not really a lot of communication or am I wrong? Like, is there a lot of like communication and service or is it more hey, you get the product, here it goes. As long as the quality is maintained, then everybody's happy or is there a lot of communication as well? No, there's there's a lot of communication. We Because it's, uh, Jordan Casey's been in business for 25 plus years, mm-hmm. I would say half of our current customers have been with Jordan Casey for 25 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or, their, or their fathers were. Um, Jordan was... Jordan started it 25 years ago and he developed all these, these customers. So um, that's the other thing about our business compared to the larger casing companies. Cause all of the other casing companies are very large. We're very small in comparison. So the thing that we can provide is, is the, is the customer service. Like all my customers, most of my customers have my cell phone number, or they have one of my employees' cell phone numbers. Um, somebody's always at the warehouse. They can either email or text or call in an order. So, or call and say, "Hey, you know, I wanted, I want to make this. What kind of size should I use?" So, that's the great thing about my company is that there aren't a million people you're going to talk to. You don't get to, you don't, you're not calling into a large customer service center. You're calling mm-hmm. one of you know, four people basically. Yeah. And that, that really makes you guys unique and uh, able to provide quality service as well. Like you don't have to go through so many people to get to the right person, like you're saying. So that, that's definitely awesome. Um, What are some things that you would uh, give as, let's say um, uh, a recommendation or a tip or to any business owner out there that, wants to work in, let's say, when it is more like uh, B2B, like when you work with other businesses, yeah. what's some of the things that stand out the most in terms of acquiring new partnerships or new customers? Um, I, think per- I think the personal communication. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's a lot of my customers and also some of my vendors who we know personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've gone to visit them. Like I've gone, I've flown to New York and visited my, my, um, my main vendor um, or they come and visit me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think there's more of that going on, but for a very long time, and even there's still in, in many industries, you don't get to talk to real people. You talk to machines or you, leave messages or there's, there's so many companies that don't even have phone numbers listed anymore. Um, You know, they, they don't want to talk to you. So I think that's, I think that's really key, especially, especially now, especially coming, you know, out of a pandemic where nobody got to see anybody and Mm -hmm. we've all been so isolated. And um, 
in the day and age where everybody's texting and uh, nobody wants to talk on the phone. So that we still try to do that. We still try to maintain that because that that's the way you make people remember you. Basically, nobody's going to remember texting to some random number. They're going to remember somebody walking in there and, and saying, Hey, how are you? You know, what's going on? Do you need anything? Or, you know, we call like the one thing we do do is um, if we see somebody hasn't ordered for a while, we'll call them and say, Hey, I have, I see that you usually order, you know, every couple months, but you haven't ordered in three months. Is everything okay? And you know, how's business and things like that. So I think that especially with small business and, and I've owned other, I've had other small businesses too. Um, that that's customer service is kind of the key really. Yeah. yeah that shows that, that you actually care about exactly their, their business and what they're going through, or if you can help in with anything that they may be having that they may be dealing with. So exactly. definitely that leaves a very good experience. Um, I know it's a lot, better to have that personal um human experience and talking to like a robot or you like you were saying so yeah yeah definitely in in agreement there um but so okay um the plan then is to expand into these other states and then um also you were telling me a little bit about like the the uh, goals of continuing to pass down this business to your family right to uh, uh yeah hopefully yeah. well <laughs> i want to do that i think um it's a it's a little bit of a sad story but um the the previous owner um is my uh, daughter's father mm-hmm. my ex and um he uh passed away from cancer in 2019 and so before that, he had bought the company from his uncle, Jordan. So Uncle Jordan is the one who started it 25 years ago. And we were all very close. So, And then Ben bought the company from Jordan. Um, and unfortunately, he had cancer on and off for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So before he passed away, we set up a trust and um, for our daughter and the companies in the trust because she was just about to start college. Mm-hmm. So she's actually down in LA in college. And um, I told him that I would run the company um, for the unforeseen future until we figure it out. And that's because I, I've had a long history in um, distribution. Um, and I've also had run two other businesses. Yeah. So I said I would do that. And so that was three years ago. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate you sharing that um, story with us and sorry about your loss yeah, as well you. but uh hopefully you know it can in the future stay within the family and then yeah. your daughter wants to pick it up and right. I don't know, may, maybe uh when she's done with with school right when she's done with school right. um she can get started as a i don't know a, a, a position in there and, and start right. learning, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but if she doesn't then you you do you see yourself continuing to manage the business as well for for years to come i guess uh i do i do yeah. as for as you know as long as i can it's yeah. it's it's fun it's it's mm-hmm. not it's um the thing for me is that 
the, my other businesses were more creative. I was, I owned a flower shop, um, for seven years and, and I also did event planning. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I worked in distribution at gap corporate for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I I've been in more creative businesses. So the thing for me, and that's why I like the marketing piece of it is that it's, it's, I like the challenge of trying to make the sausage casing industry creative, which is quite a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it exciting. Exactly. About, uh, exactly. Sausage casings. Yeah. I get it completely. Yeah. Um, okay. If someone, I don't know, maybe another, a, 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 a butcher shop or any type of grocery store is listening here, what's the best way to get in contact with you to want to maybe see some of your products? Um, they can email me at jordancasing at gmail, mm -hmm. or you can go on our website um, at jordancasings.com. And there's a contact sheet on there. Um, and you can also call my, my warehouse too, if you want. Okay, cool. We have your website here on file. We have your email. So we will put that information okay. in the show notes. And um, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Krista, for joining the show today. Thank you so much for the audience to listening and tune in next time for another great entrepreneurial story. Thank you. Thank you.